for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everything. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 32 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And we've got two special guests this week. Um, the last time these two were on together, everybody was wasted. And it took about eight hours to edit. So this time we're going in a little more sober and full of delicious food. We've got my fiance, Jessie McGarity. Hello, hello. And returning for her third appearance, Miss Bone. So before we get into talking about Star Wars and The Force Awakens, I should give out her stuff. I didn't do that last week. I was so excited to finally talk about the movie that uh, I didn't give get out our give out our information. If you guys want to like us on Facebook, you can at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at blueharvestpod. If you have any questions or comments, you can email those to us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. I'll take care of it. If you want to hit me on Twitter, I'm at WillWitten3. That's right. Will's on Twitter finally. Johnny Grosso seduced him to the dark side of Twitter. (laughs) And first order of business, Happy New Year. Indeed, we're recording this on New Year. Year. So um, our New Year day consisted of uh, you guys cooking a lot. And uh, me smooshing <laughs> some meats and ingredients together for Will. I smooshed. I my did meats. a lot of meats. I, I smooshed the fuck out of Will's. Meat. I appreciated it. And then uh, we all went to see Star Wars. It was my sixth sixth time. It was my fifth. Jesse was third. your third, and yeah, Miss Boney was, was your third. third. So we've all seen it a good many times. Uh, I feel like I learned something new every time I watch. You it. guys should talk yeah, about. I enjoyed this time best, I I believe, out of all my viewings. Well, you did fall asleep during the second one. <gasps> I it, you have it, to excuse that. I know I you were tired. I didn't. I'm not hating. I'm just saying clearly no you sleep. enjoyed it better than the, the second time because you fell asleep. You know the main reason I fell asleep is because you turn on John Williams music late at night, and <laughs> I I fall asleep to it quite regularly. It was so Pavlovian on the couch all the time. I'll fall asleep while you're watching Star Wars or just listening to the music. It's very, you know, relaxing. Um, and it's dark. You've trained her to it's pass not out the first Star movie Wars I've music. ever slept yeah. through. 
but couldn't I help it. I woke up during all the important parts. <laughs> it's only been that's true. the best answer. Two <laughs> movies I've ever fallen asleep to in the theater, and they were awful movies: The Chronicles of Reddick and Van Helsing. I fell asleep through two of the Lord of the Rings movies, but it was second viewings as well. So fair enough. And those are long. <laughs> so yeah happy new year to everybody how was you guys this christmas i mean i know how your christmas was we were together on christmas yep. since we haven't wonderful. recorded you guys went to denver right you and we nutty went to estes oh. park um Where's that? it's in about Colorado. an hour or so an hour and a half from denver it's where his uh his parents live oh that's now. cool we went to um, the best part of the trip was we went to the Stanley Hotel, which is the hotel from The Shining. Well, right? it's not the hotel from The Shining; it's the hotel that inspired The Shining. Oh. The movie was actually shot in um, a different hotel in Oregon. Oh, that's cool! But um, there, we took this really great historical tour. Shout out to Stacy. <laughs> Stacy, who's Stacy? Yeah, that would she, be awesome. she was the guide of the tour, and it was awesome. I was very touched by the the love story behind the building of the hotel. Oh, that's cool. I'm not going to tell it all here because we're not supposed to repeat anything that she says on the tour because she can lose her job. Oh. Crazy. Yeah. What about you, Will? What did you do for Christmas? Mom and, and I stepdad just hung out in town? Birmingham, and mom and my stepdad came to town, and we just hung out. Hung, hung out, out during tornadic activity. Yeah, the grand tornado Christmas of 2015. Jesus Christ, the incredible. weather was terrible. Yeah, on it was Christmas. awful. I went we were to, so scared. Um, we could only hear about it by a text message. I mean, yeah, we were out of town, too. Yeah, we the weather was not much much better in Mississippi. There were just no tornadoes. Well, we had the, you know, James and MJ were keeping our animals for us. Uh, <laughs> Big Mama got in a dang uh, fight with a dog. Oh, was it a dog? I'm pretty sure it was yeah. a dog. Anyway, we're completely That's a scrappy-ass cat right there. Um, <laughs> She's done being an outside cat, though. My Christmas was pretty awesome. I went to see Star Wars with my dad and my mom and my cousin Keith and his girls. Uh, and it was their second viewing. I finally, for years, I've been trying to get my goddaughter Taylor and her sister Peyton into Star Wars for years. And it just wouldn't take. I tried with the Phantom Menace. I tried with the Clone Wars. And they, they were just always, meh, I'd rather watch My Little Pony. Finally, something about this one grabbed them. And my uh, goddaughter, Taylor, well, yes. And BB-8. And, well, my goddaughter, Taylor, is obsessed with Kylo Ren. She goes, ooh, sexy villain. Ooh, sexy villain. And, like, that really makes me worried about her future taste in guys because he's kind of rapey. I don't know about rapey, but he's good and creepy. I don't know. That whole mind probe thing still makes me uncomfortable. Mm. And like when he freezes but her. But he and... is like a handsome villain. They <clears> try <throat> to make him like the handsome villain. Yeah. That's the whole big reveal. You expect him to be like. Disfigured like yeah, Darth not... Vader. I still think he kind of is. <laughs> um, He's very uh, Star Wars suave. So um, before we get into discussing The Force Awakens further, we got an email this week from one of my sister's best friends, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer Degnan. I actually went to school with two of her brothers. I was in the Boy Scouts with her brother, Jeff, also a giant Star Wars fan. He used to draw his own little, like, um, Boba Fett comics and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. We all had that friend that was the, the comic book drawer. Drawer, right? Yeah. Yep. I had two. I had my buddy Mike and my buddy Jeff, and I was so jealous of their drawing skills. And I'd be like, show me how to draw that blockade runner like you just drew that. I could never do it. But anyway, this is what she had to say. 
Let me start off by saying I think Halls' voice is like audible chocolate. Will, it's nice to hear you too. (laughs) The real reason why I'm sending this is I had an acquaintance tell me that George Lucas originally wrote the Star Wars story as a personal thing. Okay, yes, to get published, but definitely not to get a movie made. He was basically saying that the whole story, episode 8 and 9, that hasn't been seen, has already been written in book form by Lucas. I'm just curious. Halls, you said you read the book. Was this movie that was released already written by George Lucas? To an extent, of course, because I know the movie differs from book, no matter how great of a director you are. Or did J.J. Abrams pretty much script this? Did George Lucas already write this whole story, what we should expect in episodes 8 and 9? Or is this all in addition from J.J. Abrams? Love hearing y'all. I haven't heard all of them, but listen when I can. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. So I'm going to tell you this. This acquaintance that told you this, they don't even need to be an acquaintance anymore. You need to cut them out of your (laughs) life because they are fucking with you hard. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, George Lucas did write Star Wars to be a movie. He wrote it to be a love letter to the sci-fi serials he used to watch when he was a kid. The movie, the book version of Star Wars did come out before the movie, but they just used that as a promotional tool. It wasn't based off of a book that he wrote first. You know what I'm saying? Now, as far as episode eight and nine existing in book form, they don't. Um, When George Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney, he gave them a treatment for this entire new trilogy. You know what I'm saying? For the next three movies. And he had already hired a guy to start writing it. A guy named Michael Arndt. Now, in the end, Michael Arndt didn't end up uh, writing it. He came up with an outline and then told them, look, I need like 18 months to write this script. And Disney did not want to give them that time. They wanted to get... They had a, a projected time. They wanted to get the new Star Wars out in 2015. So that's when J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan took over. And wrote the movie that we've all seen now. Now, maybe your friend was confused or your acquaintance. Like I said, I don't even know if you should use that term with them. (laughs) They're telling you lies. They're spinning fairy tales and lies. They may just be uninformed. They might be uninformed. Well, then they shouldn't be telling other people. And that's why you listen to this. So you can be informed. And next time you see this acquaintance, you can be like, yo, homie, fuck you. I got the (laughs) real tip from Blue Harvest. Halls and Will told me what was up. Tell them Blue Harvest sent you. (laughs) But anyway, um, back in 1991, they released this book called Heir to the Empire. And that's what started what is known as the Expanded Universe. It was the first book that was released that took place after Return of the Jedi. And this is basically what an army of writers who loved the series decided would happen. And George Lucas really had very little input. Like... You know what I'm saying? It's not like he helped them craft these stories. He would tell them, okay, you can do this, you can't do that. Like, they killed Chewie off in the books, and he had to sign off on that. You know what I'm saying? These writers kind of took the reins right, and just ran. Now, about uh, a year and a half ago, Disney announced that with The Force Awakens, all of that uh, expanded universe or extended universe stuff is no longer canon, meaning it's no longer happened, it's no longer part of Star Wars history. They renamed it Legends, meaning... So basically what I'm trying to say is what counts as canon now are the six, seven movies. I still got to get used to that. Seven movies, The Clone Wars, and um, Rebels as far as stuff you can watch. Now, they've released a lot of new books and comics and stuff that are all considered canon. 
But as far as the future of Star Wars already being written and in book form, it's not. If it was, I would have read it. I would be reading it right now and telling you what happened. What I, would, happens. I would read that too if that existed. But. Right. I'm too impatient. Hoss <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't stop. But yeah. So. You won't be able to sleep the night before episode eight comes out. Oh, I mean, I. Probably maybe the whole the week. A couple of nights before. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's how it happened this time. It we did happen all... that time. And I'll say this. Uh, I don't know that my excitement for, not that I won't be excited for 8, but the first one is always, like, that's the hump I needed to get over. I needed to get over episode 7, sort of see it, see what the setting and the characters were, and now I can just be on a nice even keel and be really excited. But I say that now and then, you know, you're oh, going to be like, oh, man. A week before episode. Seven days to Star Wars. <laughs> a week before <laughs> oh, episode, <man. laughs> episode eight comes oh, out. Man. Jesse's going to be like, this motherfucker will not stop talking about Star Wars episode eight. She'll be like, Will, 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 Will. Can he like stay with you for the yeah. next week? Can you just you set him up? He could yeah. crash on Build him a fort. If it was Christmas time again, at least it would just be too busy to really worry about no, it. No, that's yeah. – see, I'm excited because – so this year, It'll in be 2016 – it's going to be uh, December of this year. We get Rogue One, the first okay. spinoff movie, and then five months later, we get Episode Eight. So right. the the next two are coming out pretty close to each other, and thankfully we don't have to wait three years for Episode Eight like we did with the original trilogy, in between the original trilogy movies and the prequel trilogy. What do you expect to do with all these black figures? Oh, they're going to go in my Star Wars room. But Don't okay, be busting so my ass about I'm my Star saying, Wars collection. <laughs> no, no, no. I like, like this. Continue. Um, <laughs> I want to hear more. I know. The time that goes on, there's going to be so many more. So, I know, so but as you've, as you've seen, I, I have yet to be able to amass a complete collection. I'm doing well, but like I'm still missing a lot. I'm going to get as many as I can, but some of them I just so haven't been able to track down. Is we need a bigger house. No, I'm just going to have a well-organized Star Wars room. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's how collections happen. That's how it happens. I'm it'll, just it'll saying, be, it's it'll be cataloged. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> you're, you'll have to pick which of your favorites to display because there will just be... No, I, I think you're mm-hmm. underestimating the amount of... Uh, figures I can put up on a wall in the Star Wars. I'm looking at this wall right over here. Just like cover (laughs) cover the walls. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. That's That's exactly what I'm thinking. They're going to be all displayed on the wall, along with selected pieces of artwork, lightsaber. I've I've got a vision in my head of what this is going to look like, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be the new Star Wars room slash podcast studio. Hey, hey. I had a majorly Star Wars heavy Christmas. I think every yep. present you got I got two Force FX lightsabers. Sure I sure do, and you, you and three. I dueled with them the other day. We did, and I you could not wipe the grin off of my face. Twelve <laughs> like year old kid, like there's nothing like the realization of that feeling. You know, you can play with a, a mop handle a or a, a piece of PVC pipe or a stick or whatever, but nothing feels like when that thing strikes up and you that you know it comes on and bombs <laughs> nothing feels like that so awesome. um well now that we've covered that why don't we get your you ladies opinions of the new star wars who wants to go first oh miss bone says jesse's got to go first <laughs> what'd you think uh, i mean i really liked it i i was um n- not surprised but i was pleased uh right that it was actually so good 
Um, I really liked Ray, of course, and um, I really liked uh, Chewie in this one. Yeah, was Chewie's awesome. awesome. Chewie was so like, great. They put so much into his character, which was... It reminds me of his, Dharma. His costume emoted way yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think that's just a, a sign of the times. You know, they can do that stuff mm-hmm. better now. And the, the Chewie speak, mm-hmm. if, I, if I, it was, I don't know, more emotive. In oh, some yeah. way, you could t- feel exactly what mm-hmm. he was saying. Um, weird thing for me, like, so, you know, seeing it for the sixth time today, like the last time when you and I went to see it in IMAX 3D, I found myself focusing on weird little shit, like emblems on all the resistance fighters and trying to count how many X Wings were in that, that IMAX final 3D belt. was crazy, dude. <sighs> I mean, that it, it's good. screen is so big and, it's and just clear so big. and the, the sound. To me, the highlight of IMAX 3D was the sound. This dude, while we were in line, I was, oh man, I let's go. I got a story to tell after that. Let, okay. We'll finish their reactions for the Awakens because Ooh. I got a horrible story. You got a horrible story. Not horrible. Have you even heard this? No. You remember when we went to the movie and I was in the concession line for like half an hour? Oh yeah, and yeah. I missed like every. You came in right preview. as the the crawl started. I'll tell you what happened, but. Okay, but we'll, let's well, continue. put a pin in that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to. I don't want to go into that. Now. Was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Um, I mean, uh-huh. go ahead and say it. What was it? No, nothing. Not particularly. I mean, I I liked all the characters. Like, there's always little things that are like, okay, that that particular gesture <laughs> annoys me, but that's just because I'm a cynic about things in general. So <laughs> it's not that the movie was bad. It's just like, really? <laughs> but, but no, everything I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I was, uh, that's good. I, so I always judge movies by if I get really distracted and have to, uh, get up several times during the movie just because I, I, I get easily distracted or I fall asleep. So, um, I never once had to look at my phone or get up the first time I saw it, and that was uh, always means it's a good movie. You're gonna hate that movie by this time next year because I'm gonna because it's the new one. I'm gonna wear that Blu-ray out. Oh, I don't care if it's actually. On at you know home. what? I'll like, wait what? until you're at work and stuff to watch N- it. Like, what? It doesn't do matter. Wars. Like, if it's on at home, like I'll just <sighs> do some. I can do something else at the same time. It's background stuff. Like, you can play it however much you want. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. What about you, Miss Bone? I loved it. I was so emotional about it, too. Uh, you know, because I willingly admit on this podcast that I am more of a Trekker than a Star Wars. Fair movie. enough. But that doesn't mean that I don't love Star Wars. And I anticipated it so much, and I was so... I had, the, I had this nervous energy, and like you, I couldn't really sleep the mm-hmm. night before, and it kind of surprised me how much I was nervous about it. And I think I was nervous that I wasn't going to like it because mm-hmm. it was so hyped up. Yeah. And I remember the, was... the, the first of the prequels coming out and being pretty disappointed. Right. And uh, so I was afraid that I wasn't going to like it. I was afraid for y'all because... Oh, you know, if my I hadn't were liked so, it, yeah. we wouldn't be having this talk right now. <laughs> right. The funeral would have been yesterday. <laughs> but then... Here I, lies Halls, disappointed by Star Wars no more. Well, I'm, I'm also... <laughs> I'm so glad that we went on that first night, so we had that experience mm-hmm. of 
being there with the crowd and and that yeah. energy yeah. that you could just I mean it was like a, a you could feel a vibration. It's in almost the air. like a concert or something. Yeah, there's it was some really moments exciting. in time you can feel. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, one and that was one of them. And I know that it, that this sounds like I'm using hyperbole, but it no. really felt like that. I mean, y'all yeah. were there. It was fun. It was but electric. Then, it was a lot of fun. The, the you know, the LucasArts symbol comes up. Everybody and cheers. Everybody cheered. A long time ago, that, a galaxy far, far away. Everybody cheers. cheers. And I got chills. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the very first chord hit of the opening theme, and I felt tears come out of my eyes. Yeah, that dude. very first up. chord. I, really I couldn't did. even... I, I couldn't believe that I was crying already, and then I knew that I was going to love that oh, movie. I was... I, was <sighs> I cried like a baby during that first view. So many was, times. I, I cried during the first... Time I watched it. Yeah, so many times. Weird shit that caused it it too sometimes. I cried several times out, you know, the obvious moments that were having to do with the story, but I also cried out of nostalgia a lot. Right. The first time you see all of the old characters, when you you first see um, Princess Leia, General Leia, General Mm -hmm. Organa now, Mm -hmm. I cried. When when yep. that awesome. opens up, because I I felt what what Han Solo felt seeing her after all that yep. all that right. time, and then you know what I, I have to say because that could have gone like you know you want there to be love and affection in Star Wars, but you don't want it to get too sappy. Right, and right before it got almost TV movie of the week too snappy. Boom, C-3PO interrupts it. Exactly. It was perfectly it was so timed. Oh, and that was another thing. All of the comedy was so yeah, well. Yeah, it was right great. On board. I felt like Point. it was like, that's ridiculously how you do, in, funny. In my opinion, that's how you do the comedic elements in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, it doesn't have to be too slapsticky. No. It can be just that slightly over-the-top Finn getting to finally say what he wants to say to Captain Phasma. Yeah, you know? oh. Like the, well, you the know Poe what? going, who one speaks of, first? Do you, do I start talking? Do you, right. You know, that was one horrible. of my favorite. Just started off with some comedy. Mm-hmm. One of my new favorite moments that I've just sort of clung on to in the last couple of viewings is when uh, Han's like, "Do they have a trash compactor?" The the <laughs> head movement that Captain Phasma yeah. does without even being able to see her mm-hmm. face is right on. She's yeah. just like, "Oh, sh- oh, fuck, trash compactor." You want to know the a physical little... acting in this movie because people mm-hmm. had to, like we've said, emote through they, heavy costumery. They nailed it, man. They picked a good lady to play Captain mm-hmm. Phasma. From she's that, got just, a strong presence. Yes, yes. I mean, she is a mountain of a lady. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be a badass stormtrooper commander, perfect lady to but do. But also graceful mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, that she the doesn't seem big and, and bulky, bulky and yeah. like slow. I hope. My theory is that they were like, look. Uh, we got this really cool design. Let's make it a stormtrooper commander or captain. You know what I'm saying? And and she'll be in the movie here and there. And then once people saw the design and freaked out, they were like, oh, shit. People love Captain Phasma. They've confirmed she's going to be in the next one. I hope she's a little more badass in the yeah. next one. We yeah. get to see her fight and you know really earn mm-hmm. that, that badass I think you know that they wouldn't have gotten an a- actor of that caliber if they weren't. I think you're probably well, right. I mean, I think she's coming back for a vengeance. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You took well, advantage of her in the first movie. To she, me, she's setting gonna... it up. Like, and there were other stormtroopers so, in there, so they did it in front of some of her subordinates. Well, they were dead, but they walked her in in front of them before they killed them. Oh, that's true. That is true. Um, so I think they're setting it up. You know, ultimately, ultimately, it's going to be Ray versus Kylo. Finn versus Phasma, probably Luke versus Snoke, mm. if I had to guess. Because mm-hmm. we don't really kn- we know what Snoke's hologram looks like. We don't right. know I what think he that, really looks like. That 
the S-shaped scar on his head, I think that's from Luke's lightsaber. That's mm. my new theory. I think Luke fucked. I think Luke is who fucked Snoke up. Do you think Luke still has his old green <laughs> lightsaber? I hope so. You don't really see it on his belt, but you don't really see him. You sort of see him from like mid waist up. Oh, yeah. So if it was on his belt, it could be hidden by the robe or something. And he might just not be wearing it because mm-hmm. he's you know given up. And he might yeah. also be tiny. Oh, Snoke, yeah. For oh, yeah. sure. That's what I, I was think, wondering. Yeah, I would think like... he's tiny because why would he project himself to be so huge mm-hmm. if he's mm-hmm. It's like yeah. when a dude goes out and buys a fancy car because he's got a little dick. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And somebody's compensating for something. Mm-hmm. That's why I drive a 97 Nissan. Yeah. Meh. My favorite new character mm-hmm. is um, hands down Mas Kanata. Really? She yeah. is such I love her too. a badass. I love Every time she was on screen, I was just grinning from ear to ear and, you know, just unconsciously mm-hmm. doing that. She's a pirate, too, so she's, like, really I kinda intriguing have a theory and old. That, so, you know, most of the Republic fleet and shit was wiped out when they fired the Starkiller weapon. I wonder if the Resistance is going to bolster their forces by hiring smugglers and pirates and mercenaries through Maz Kanata, through her connections. That makes I think that would be a really yeah. cool way to keep her in the movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because she is going to be in the next movie. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it's weird because they, cl- they cut some stuff out from Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata was supposed to be at the Resistance base. Mm, There's yeah. that scene in the trailer mm-hmm. where you see her handing the saber to Leia at the Resistance base. I think that's going to be in the next movie. I think that I scene might end up being in the next I movie. I don't know if that a... scene will be. I think... Probably what happened was she didn't have much to do at the Resistance base. You know what I'm saying? And they probably, for time It was and already stuff, two and a half hours. They were like, yeah. you know what? Why don't we just cut her out of that and we'll reintroduce her somehow later? I think that's probably, you know, more in line with what their thinking was. Yeah. Who's but she your does favorite say that, oh, uh, that thing about that's a good question for another time. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, they kind of, they said it in the movie, so I think maybe they'll have to explain it in the movie. But that also, to me, the journey of that saber from Cloud City to Maz Kanata seems like perfect comic book or book material or something like that. Who is your favorite new character? I mean, probably Ray. But, Fair enough. I mean, well, I like Chewie like and Ray, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not a new character. I know he's not a new character, but it's sort of different. Yeah, fair enough. Um, But, yeah, I like Ray. I, I mean, like Ray too. I love that really there are so many strong female lady. characters yeah. mm-hmm. in this. Oh, just the, tonight when we watched it, um, there was a little girl in the theater, yeah. and I thought that it was such an awesome thing that she was sitting there... She was what, maybe six years old, seven years old, maybe. maybe I don't know. Six. Yeah. She was little, like yeah. she was really young. She was reacting. Yeah, but like, what's funny is Jesse heard her like she wanted the bad guys to win. That little <laughs> girl, but she also wanted to be Ray, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what? When was? I guess it was the second time I went to see it. Yeah, I, I think it was when we went to see it the second time. I went to the bathroom after the movie. And uh, I went into the handicap stall, and I hear this little kid and his dad come in, and the kid is inconsolable, 
crying his eyes out. And his dad's like, what's wrong? And he's like, that's a sad movie. Aww. He's like, no, it was awesome, right? Didn't you like it? I liked it. But what's Chewbacca gonna do? Oh, my gosh. Yes, when he comes up in the Millennium Falcon and yeah. he's in mm-hmm. Han's seat, holy crap, mm-hmm. I lost it. I think it's really sad when they get back to the base and they make sure to just show you, like, Chewie just chilling by himself, mm-hmm. upset. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Yeah. Super That's sad. so sad. Sorry, I keep jumping in and interrupting. Oh, no, no it's I fine. Mean, <laughs> sort of the purpose of a podcast. <laughs> Will, you're fading, buddy. What, who was your favorite new character after <laughs> no, seeing it five I'm times now? I, uh, you were like, I really like Got that itis from all that food. Yeah, I like right. her, too. Man. And I like Rey as the new Jedi. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, She's yeah. really great. Yeah. Kylo Ren is the perfect villain. I can't right. say mm-hmm. enough how pleased I am that she turned because she's an unknown element. Like I had seen John Boyega and Oscar Isaacs and stuff enough to be like, okay, right on. You know, they're Oscar solid Isaacs actors. Is great in everything. I, I, yeah, he's, yeah, he was really good. Pose, my dude. I, I, it changes every time. Like, of course, the first viewing, I was like, well, yeah, like Ray, she's the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, I was like, mm, I don't know. Finn's a smart ass, and he's funny. I like mm-hmm. him. I like that Finn guy, but no, I don't know. Poe Dameron. Poe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Confident. If I could make Paladin. One, one complaint, not even a complaint, one bummer for me, is there was never really any scene with Poe and Han together. I think it would have been neat to see the two of them playing off of each other like... Like, you know what I mean? Like, Poe yeah. uh, trying to say he's the best pilot in the galaxy and Han being like, eh, what the fuck ever. Yeah. <laughs> How fast can you do the Kessel Run? Right? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah. Sort of a missed opportunity. I understand sort of why they didn't because they're sort of a similar character. They are. Uh, if you took Han and got rid of the smuggler element, you have Poe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Poe does not come off as much of a smuggler or no, just out for himself I mean, type guy. He's kind of in the army yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and like he's an agent or a soldier like he's he's conducting solo missions that makes him i guess an operative or an agent of some nature. well yeah i mean i also don't think they expected the first order to show up and that's why she was like look i'm gonna send my best pilot he'll just pop over there get that map piece and come right back you know what i mean i think she wasn't nobody was expecting the first order to show up also noticed something this time when we were watching. I mean, it's not something that I didn't notice before, but sort of the context behind it. When they capture him and take him to the First Order ship, the Star Destroyer, when he gets off, he's in shock. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? He gets off and mm-hmm. he's like looking around like, holy shit, this is what we're dealing with? I don't think the Republic or the Resistance knows how tr- big the First Order is, truly, yeah. right? until this movie. It'll be interesting Probably to see. Probably true. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I think that was supposed to be kind of the impact because we don't we didn't re- realize how mm-hmm. big it was until you see that scene with General Hux in front of the the army, and it looks like a scene out of Lord of the Rings with mm-hmm. with Urukai or something. It looks like a Triumph of the Will. You yeah, it's fucking so Nazi. many. It's Nazi out the window. Yeah. Oh, space Nazi. Totally. When we went to see uh, see it with my parents, my dad leaned over and he was like, okay, okay, Space Hitler. <laughs> the, okay. Their uniforms are their cool, uniform- though. Well, their uniforms like, look a little bit Nazi. Yeah. Nazi. But it looks like <laughs> very uh, streamlined. And- well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's spacey yeah. looking. What's interesting to me is General Hux is a young dude. And I thought, okay, maybe just the First Order in general is is younger than the Empire. 
But when he's given that speech, all the other generals and stuff behind him, they're older dudes. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, they promoted that young dude to his rank. And well, he's really <coughs> proud of his army. That's he his sure army. <clears throat> yes, And he he's incredibly proud of them. So he's yeah. d- he did something. Yeah, I know, think d- that is the kind of stuff that we'll get in books. I think, you know, you see how yeah. willing he is to throw Kylo Ren under the bus. They in don't front get of along. They don't. And you see him cast shade at him the entire movie. Right. I'm pretty sure that Kylo Ren isn't even considered part of the the first order you know what i mean yeah. he's just no worse with he's the dark he's side Snoke's consultant disciple. for the bad guys snoke's enforcer that's he's there to be his eyes and ears to see what all is going on in the first yeah. order you know what i mean <clears throat> yeah that'll be their dynamic together like i wonder if hux is gonna feel like kylo owes him one because he saved him you know what i'm saying yeah we or if they'll saw, be, we never saw them pick him up. That right, either it's but. implied. I know it is, but Hux went and got Phasma out of the trash compactor. <laughs> went and got in a ship and went and picked Kylo up, and then yeah, boom, they yeah. got off the planet to complete Kylo's training. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's going to have to be yeah. put back together robotically somehow. He's going to have some sort of augment. Yeah, I mean, he didn't lose a limb. Yet, I mm-hmm. think maybe maybe we'll get that next movie. She did I guess stab him true. pretty good in the shoulder. I mean, he, he got hit that. in both shoulders. Yeah, and then he, hit him one good time in the he shoulder. He got that big slice yeah. across I'm his face. About so he might the, have a half metal the face. The devastated mm-hmm. well, that half would be side. awesome if he had mm-hmm. a half metal face. I I thought the scar on the face would heal normal, but his side where he got shot with the bowcaster right. and where he kept punching it. Yeah, because you know they make a very good point in that movie. To show you over and over again what happens when a normal human gets hit by a bowcaster. The mm-hmm. guy with the mace that's fighting Finn gets hit right in the chest and it blows a giant hole in his armor and sends him flipping back. Oh, Kylo true. took that shot, same gun, in the side and it didn't even move him back a bit. Made him double over. Yeah. So he he he's took strong. a fairly... Sub- yeah. yeah, he's strong, but he also took a substantial hit there, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Did y'all see there's a um a new interview with George Lucas that's been circulating the yeah. internet? Yeah. I what feel, is it? I feel like the interviewer is a little confrontational mm-hmm. with him. He's he and a lot of the things that are being said about that interview are kind of taken out of context. Yeah. I didn't really want to cover it just because yeah, it's sorry. kind of a non-story. No, it's fine. But yeah, where he he compares selling Disney to selling his selling Star Wars to, to white, white slavers. slavers. And like the way he says it in the actual interview is not mm-mm. the way it's being taken. You know, I I have a feeling that you know, I'm sure he knew at some point that he was going to have to sell Star Wars, and mm. he had this new wife, and they were having a baby, and it he, seemed like the perfect time. But right. I still imagine it's hard. Oh, yeah. Like, this new movie that he didn't have anything to he do with. He has a right to retire from it right. and, and still let it continue for people to still enjoy the right. story. But I have a feeling, you know, if it was me, it, I would have a hard time not being a little upset that the one I didn't have anything to do with is now the second highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's now set to break box office records. I mean, it already has. Yeah. It already yeah. has. As of today, it passed Jurassic World and Titanic and is now the second 
highest grossing movie domestically. We threw a little, couple more bucks their way. And yeah, well, we it's did. because people are seeing it yes. three and five and six times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got four more to go. I'm trying for ten. <laughs> trying for ten. I think you can make it. Oh, I think yeah, I can, too. easily. I've seen it uh, six times in 15 days, mm-hmm. four more times over the... We're still <laughs> going to go to a drive-in, right? And yeah, I would $10 like to go to a uh, okay. McWayne tickets. No. And... When we went to see it at the IMAX, yes. I was like, oh, yes. oh, buddy, oh yeah. I'm going to go uh, get I'm you a little cotton mouth. I need to go get a drink. <laughs> I'm going to get a snacks. drink. I'm a little cotton mouth. And uh, I go to the shortest line. All the lines are filled. Oh, Seven oh, or eight hold people on. deep. Can I do my story real quick? Go ahead. So I was the studious one and was like, you know what? I'll pre-buy my ticket. No problem, right? Go up and we get there and there is a million people in line. And they have the little kiosks where you can buy your tickets and swipe a card where you don't have to talk to anybody. We get in line with there, and I think, oh, all I have to do is swipe the card I use to buy my ticket online. It'll print out my ticket. I can get on. We can get in the fucking theater. No, you have to enter a fourteen-digit confirmation, confirmation code, code. and their keypad was sh- fucked up. It wasn't so calibrated. I, so I would hit one, and it would put a two on there, and like there's. 10 people behind me waiting to get their tickets too. And they're and thinking you're the asshole. And it's making me nervous and my hands oh, are shaking man. and like, oh, it's not fun. And Will is just sitting there laughing like, this is ridiculous. Because <laughs> I got 13 of the 14 characters in. <laughs> and then and he hit clear. clear. <laughs> and it wiped them all. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then you could hear everybody in line behind us be like, <gasps> yes. <laughs> Do what I just did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Oh. So yeah, we get in. We sit and down. I just laughed and I was like, "That sucks, bro." <laughs> we get in. We sit down. Put on our giant IMAX goggle glasses. Mm-hmm. Will goes to to get some refreshments. Now this by the by the by the way, this is still pre credits. Yeah, like no pre pre uh, previews, trailers. No mean. trailers. No trailers have started. Okay, I go out. I'm like, all right. I just need to get a couple of drinks and I can go back and we'll watch the movie. Uh, so I go up and I'm looking for the line. Each line is like seven or eight people deep. And I'm like, holy fuck. So I pick the shortest line and it's like four or five people deep. Little did I know the third dude in line is saving spot for like five of his friends to come up. So this instantly becomes the longest line. I was like, no, dude, no, I would not have stood for that bullshit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the dude in front of me and the dude in front of me and they all got something so it took forever i finally get cups there are four drink stations you get cups there are drink stations it's those automatic coke mm-hmm. things that have all the different flavors you can oh, get. Oh, they're oh, all oh, out of ice no 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 no, no. freestyle all three three of the four are out machines. of ice oh. there is one machine that has ice so you get the ice from the one machine, and there's a line at the uh, the the machine for ice to Mm-mm. just get ice and drinks. I'd had a room to <laughs> drink too, dude. Mm-mm. And uh, then I then the soda in the one next to the one that had ice doesn't work right, so you had to go to the other oh two. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Oh my god, it was sabotage. I was sabotaged. sabotaged. <laughs> it's wow. a good thing you had already seen the movie. It was, and oh, by if the time that had I made been it, opening night, I'd have burned yeah. that fucker <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> Uh, and this whole time this is going on, I'm so it's just Will and I. I get anxious about that kind of stuff because I'm mm-hmm. like, somebody's gonna come sit in Will's seat, and I gotta talk to a fucking stranger. <laughs> I hate, and so I'm I'm on a like a, a a fucking divot the whole time. Like, oh, is he come? Maybe he's coming in that other door and just looking for Will. Trailers start. Okay, uh, well, the, there's a ton of trailers. He'll definitely be here before the movie starts. 
Two trailers go by, no will. Three trailers go by, no will. Four trailers go by, no will. Five trailers go by, no will. And I'm flipping out. I'm like, any minute now, somebody's going to come try to take a seat. <laughs> There's three seats next to me. It doesn't right. make any fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's Nobody's going to sit right, right next, next to me and be like, what's up, bro? Nice wheelchair. Hey, do you like Star Wars? <laughs> and then all of a sudden... Uh, here comes the Lucasfilm logo, and I'm like, he's going to miss it. <laughs> like, he hasn't already seen it three right. times at this point. And then finally, here comes Will, and he's just shaking his head. I knew some shit went down. I forgot to ask you. Now yeah. I know. No, what went and I down. was like, I told you when I sat down, I was like, you have no idea the yep. fresh hell that I have just been through. And uh, you were like, I'm sorry. I was like, you do not need to apologize. It's not your fault at all, this fucking theater, man. Yeah. It was just bullshit. But I, I, yeah, as I was walking in, it was bum, like that's what I'm walking in. Perfect. I mean, worth it to see IMAX. I made 3D. it. Yeah, I made it for the movie. I, I wasn't upset. The one fun, thing that, so you know, when you go see a normal 3D movie, if you tilt your head, everything's still in 3D. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In IMAX 3D, though, you got to be looking at it straight on. Yeah. Because the minute you tilt your head, it all goes fuzzy. It does. It's weird. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. I and guess I've never seen that an was IMAX part of 3D where we were sitting is by the I way too. So too. Had we been back two or three rows, yeah, that that problem would have resolved itself. I have a really hard time with IMAX movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a they huge... will give you some motion sickness. Yeah, I'm a little little prone to motion sickness. The sometimes. the Falcon scene where Ray and and Finn are flying the Falcon in IMAX 3D. Awesome. I'll really? take the mm-hmm. the reason it was so crowded that night. They were showing something in seventy millimeter. Hateful eight. They were hateful eight in mm-hmm. seventy millimeter. That was why. Yeah. But I was talking. I told you that to tell you this. Uh, the while I was in the line for that, I was talking to the dude in front of me, and he was like, "You need to go to Tuscaloosa and do the big box seats where it's programmed, like the bass and the lightsaber strikes and stuff are programmed into the seats." What? And so they. They vibrate, they vibrate and shit. shit like, no way. Oh shit! We gotta Tuscaloosa's do. This is only an hour. Yeah. No, that's so, no like, kind of drive. Is that I real? Gotta, Did you look that up on the internet? I haven't looked it up yet, but uh, I was I meant to tell Hawes about it, and we really haven't gotten a chance to talk oh. about. I just now told you about yeah. what happened to me in line, so like that was the part of all. Hey, that. will you go get Jet? He's chewing on the cords. Sorry, baby. Yeah, we got an asshole cat that chews on electrical cords, and he's chewing on the ones for our router right now. He said he went, and it was really worth it. And so I really? was just taking his word for it. I mean, he was Which a really nerdy guy. I don't know. I forgot to ask, but it's yeah, we need to do some research into that. I'll totally check that. I out. I knew you would want to go, and I was totally be down with that. Yeah, because reserve you reserve individual seats. Oh. That's cool. It's assigned seating. Yeah. I wish we had that around here. Oh, that would be so great. Because then you can just show up right before the movie. Yeah. No getting there and sit. I went to one in Texas and, and it was like a yeah. it was kind of it was part restaurant too. Yeah. It had full dining service. Mm-hmm. Like you ordered from the menu and your waiter throughout mm-hmm. the movie, you know, like you put up like a little card or something. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was they digital. Try to be, they had like iPads and shit. Yeah, they try to be as unobtrusive as possible at right. those. they've got one of those up in Huntsville they've yeah. got one of those fancy theaters like that and each individual seat is very comfortable it's like a personal recliner mm-hmm. yeah they're really nice yeah I would I would like to see you know it doesn't have to be Star Wars but I'd like to see a movie at one of those places yeah 
they didn't have a nice theater like that when I lived in Tuscaloosa. No, Will and Ed, they didn't have a nice theater like that when Will in Tuscaloosa when Will and I lived in Starkville because a couple of we, times we had we, to drive to Tuscaloosa to see certain movies. They had a little play. shitty theater. Do you, remember the, do you remember the first movie we did that with? Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. The second movie we did that with. Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, movie for colon theaters. Colon fil- movie film for theaters. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I remember we took. Um, oh, there is. There's a. There's a Cobb at sixteen and IMAX. Sorry, I'm still. I'm still looking for this. <laughs> She's this all about these, seat these with seats. The yeah, that seems awesome. Um, remember we went with uh, my sister and Goose to see that Aqua Teen movie. Yeah, and the, afterwards they were just like, "That was weird. That was weird. I don't get it. I can't imagine Amanda liking that. Well, I don't know how we got him to go, but. It was Aqua Teen, and it was the closest place playing the movie. Yeah, and they were down to go. They stuck it out like a trooper, but afterwards they were like, yeah, I guess that was weird. What's up? D-Box, digital, digital 3D. Digital 3D, D-Box, D-box reserve seating. Mm. Excellent. They're showing it four different ways there. They have IMAX 3D, uh-huh. Real D 3D, uh-huh. Digital 3D with D-Box, uh-huh. D-box and Standard. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, so That's anyway, cool. yes, that is a real thing. Well, I guess I know what viewing seven or eight is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly seven and eight. Yeah, I might just uh, be like, hey, I want uh, two showings back to back. I'll take it back same to back, D-back. Captain. <laughs> same same D box. <laughs> Stick it in my D box. Ass to ass. I have oh. two D boxes, please. <laughs> um, so, so far, you know, if. If I'm going to criticize anything about it, there's two moments in the movie that I'm not exactly sold on. Still the Rathtars. The Rathtars part is just not my favorite. You know? I like everything leading up to and after when the Rathtars get out. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just... It's not that it's boring or not even well done. It's just, in comparison with everything else, it's not my favorite. Well, they had to have some sort of resolution to the... What is it? The Kangan Club? The Kanja Club? Yeah. And, and uh, um, the Guavian well, Death Gang. Yeah. Yeah, they had to have Tasu some Leech. It's good to see good you. Good to see you. <laughs> you know you can't trust those little freaks. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But there was no way to resolve that without... Yeah, I mean, I understand. It's, I'm going to talk my really way out like, of it. I don't it did really feel like, a little gratuitous, though, just yeah. to throw in a little bit of a, 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 monster. a Han and Chewy action scene. You know what? Monster. You could have done a monster that wasn't... I I don't like the uh, design. Did you just not like the way the Rathars look? I just look? don't yeah. like the monster. Yeah, I mean, it's not even. It's not that they're CG. They could have just done a different style. They look like nutsacks with giant razor mouths and tentacles to me. That roll. That's what they look like. They're the ball sack, razor, t- razor okay. teeth, ball sack, tentacle monsters. <laughs> you you could have just as easily thrown an upgraded Wampa at me, and I would have been or something. Just you know? as happy, dude. Well, Great you dragon. Know, this, the tentacles lend itself to. I'm I'm just defending it because I'm playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. It lends itself to the way that Ray saves Finn. Right, I understand that. Which I also thought was a little bit today. One thought I had during that scene was that why would it not immediately eat Finn like everybody else? Yeah, because it's already eaten. It's taking him taking back him to, to save, save for him later. for later. Maybe it's gonna goop him, goop him up. Maybe it's like, gonna save him for later. <laughs> Put him in the D box. Give him the key. Yeah. Oh, Put it in oh, his D box. Give him the Kit Kat. <laughs> Ew. Oh, um, so speaking of Finn, one of the only other part that just I, I'm not sold on is Finn's 
heartfelt, I was a stormtrooper. And then I, I met you and you looked at me like nobody ever has. Mm, I mean, I get it. It's a sweet moment, mm. but he's coming clean. I get it. He's got to be honest. He does have to be honest. And oh, it's not even the sentiment or the fact that he's coming clean that I don't like. I just of and it's not even weak, but it's it's the you weakest. Feel like it's not believable dialogue. Something about it. Something about it just doesn't ring true mm. for me. If you know what I mean, like yeah. it's it's not even a bad performance, but it's his worst performance in the movie. If you know what I mean, yeah. You know, I, if you're I mean, ranking all of his moments in the movie, it's not his strongest. It's mm. his. It's his least strong. I get it though, and it's important to the story. Yeah. Opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get the 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 story beat. I get the reason it has to happen. All of that, I'm fine with. It's not like that's fucking stupid. He shouldn't tell her that. It's more of just how it's performed, mm-hmm. and it's weird. Like, like I don't know. Just something. Do you about feel the like shot. the way he said it is a little cliche? Mm-hmm. So it yeah. was maybe just the dialogue was. A little- yeah. You know, you know, he could have said it a different way. But really, way, but... it doesn't. It, it's not like I'm like, well, this fucking ruins it. It's yeah. just the slightest little thing. Well, like, when you see a movie six times in 15 right. days, you start to pick it apart a pick little a, bit. A little bit here and there. Jeez. Jeez. Film critic Hawes. No. Jeez. no. So is this I'm like <laughs> two thumbs down for The Force Awakens? No, now? that's what we're no, here to do. It's three <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> Help me find the third. <laughs> It's got a hinge in it too, a knuckle. That ain't if right. You will. You're not born with that normally. <laughs> That's something I had. Got, I got to go see a doctor about. Um. So why don't we take a quick break and when we come back? We'll sort of wrap everything up. Do the rappy. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more and then hip call it a night. Hip 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 hop. This podcast is worth three quarter portions, <laughs> one half portion. Last week Luna's. it was worth only a half portion. Yeah. Knocked it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Luna. She doesn't even want to get she wants to be on the podcast. She's sitting in Will's chair. Look at her fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Badass <laughs> little dog. Get, get down. Hands. No. Luna. No. That was so. really funny. She was like, she was so strong holding on yeah. to the corner. She's like gripping the edge with her toes. Before we uh, cut out for the week, I wanted to pose a question. We, Will and I have talked about this. We talked about it with Keith last week. Figure we'll get you ladies' uh, opinion. What do you guys look forward to or want to see in episode eight? Um, well, I definitely want to see more like Jedi training going on, oh, and I, I want to see a, a some. Given. I want to see discovery of Ray's. Uh, what I feel are probably her hidden memories and stuff like that about her past. Like, yeah. um, I think there has to be a lot of unveiling about that. <laughs> and I'll fuck with <laughs> Luna. Luna's digging in the carpet right below. Oh, us. Jesus Christ. <laughs> The Luna, stop. Jesus Christ. She's throwing a fit. Yeah. She really has something to say yeah. about this movie. Well, fuck it. You guys haven't taken me to see the movie yet. <laughs> Talking all these spoilers. I like that Wookiee. <laughs> and I want to see if, uh, like Kylo Ren, if his, his training and yeah. what that's going to be all about. I almost like, feel like we might get sort of. Where in Empire Strikes Back, we got, you know, the scenes of Luke training. I wonder if we're going to get scenes of Rey training intercut with scenes of Kylo training, mm. where we see light side training and dark. I think that would that be would really be awesome. cool. I wonder what it's going to entail, though, because Kylo Ren is already 
a really good fighter. Yeah, I think Andy's Andy's really good at with Even the mind control stuff too. If mm. it's Master Yoda style training from Empire, where you you know he doesn't do any real lightsaber training, mm-hmm. it's all mental, physical. Mm-hmm. Which I think then has a effect on your lightsaber. Well, and maybe squeezing out the last bits of light that are getting through because he does say to Han, there's one thing that's holding me back. Uh, I think he squeezed out that last bit of light. Well, now smoke. uh, Smoke. Thinking about Felicity. (laughs) 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 Will and Ms. Bone are going to start the Felicity (laughs) Smoke podcast. Mm, Yeah, I'll start that. That one will be X-rated. Well, like when you, the weeks you can't do it, it's just going to be an vampires. hour of this with Will. <laughs> Felicity. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. No, no, please. <laughs> People are going to be like, "Is he ever going to start talking?" And then you're just going to hear, "Ah, oh, coming to you." <laughs> <laughs> Sploosh. Uh. Um, what, what, what were feel, we talking about? Oh, what do you want to see in episode eight? <laughs> oh, um, well, obviously I love Maz Kanata, and I want to see where she fits into the big picture. I think right. that we've only gotten the tip of the iceberg with her, and um, she's obviously super important because she yeah. has Luke's lightsaber. And she's been around for so long. She's got all those connections, all those... There are both... You notice that they, they intentionally show that there are people sympathetic to the first order Mm -hmm. and to the resistance in her um, establishment you know a little something that's in the book that i thought was interesting that sort of explains that droid Mm -hmm. calling into the resistance is that c-3po there's a lot more princess leia and c-3po in the book well he's got that red arm how do you get that yeah that's going to be explained in a comic i i could sort of go on a little bit of a rant about that red arm Mm. (sighs) maybe i will here in a second um but uh when they're trying to find BB-8, C-3PO says, why don't I send out a signal to all of our resistance droids? Uh, okay. So that mm-hmm. droid in Maz Kanata's has gotten a signal from C-3PO mm-hmm. to be like, hey, if you see BB-8, let us know. And okay, that's why I see. Him, so. But yeah, I want to see that. Um, like Jesse, I want to see some Jedi training. Right. Um, I mean, I feel like maybe this is... Kind of a moot point, but a little bit of memoriam for Han Solo. They didn't, you know, movies yeah. where where a big character dies, they have a little moment of a funeral. You know, I I, I get that, and I get the the need for that, but that's not really the Star Wars way. I think it things is. are you know so saying? bad in the yeah. galaxy; they like, don't have time to mourn. Yeah. Like I think we got that when we saw Princess Leia like getting taken to her yeah. knees, like in grief. Because think about it: Obi Wan dies, and then. You it's know, just, they, they just go, move on. They move yeah. on. They just, they have to. You're right. So, but you I know, think it would. I, I don't know. It's I would just like me to being see, selfish. Yeah, I would me like to see that, I would but. like to see like maybe there is some sort of memorial set up for him that you just see in a shot mm. or something. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, it's not. It's it's Han freaking Solo, man. Yeah. Like maybe the new Star Wars Jedi Academy is the General Han Solo Star Wars. Academy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell you. What I don't want to see is I agree with you guys. I'm done with super weapons. The super weapon yeah. in the next one has got to be the army. I, I I think the super weapon, quote unquote, will be the army and Kylo. Like yeah. I think the threat going forward is Kylo and oh, Snoke yeah. and the First Order's fleet. Perhaps the rest of the Knights of Ren. Yeah. yeah. Where are right? they? Right. 
I we think are they gonna have to unless see Kylo them. has eliminated them all. I don't think he has because Snoke still refers to him as the master yeah. of the Knights of Ren, which to me, I don't know why, but to me that makes me think that the Knights he of has Ren to be are the still out of there. Something. Yeah, he's not just oh the master of Knights of Ren, of which you are the only one left. Like that doesn't make a lot of Maybe sense. Maybe they're like spies or <clears throat> like yeah. just strategically placed in certain places. That could be. Um. I want to know, and this is not something we'll really get. This will be extended, you know, books or comics information. Where where does the name Knights of Ren come from? You know what I mean? Do you ever watch that show called Ren and Stimpy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You I think that idiot. explains everything. Because yeah. he's red, right? No, Ren is the, Ren is the Stimpy dog. Stimpy is the yeah, cat. Stimpy yeah. is the cat. Well, then, there goes my theory. <laughs> <laughs> the Knights of Ren and the Days of Stimping. <laughs> Will just looked up at the ceiling and smiled like, that's one for you, big guy. Comedic gold. <laughs> that's for you, Han. Upstairs. My you man. Me, Han? My man. That one's for you. My scruffy nerf herder brother. You moof milker. <laughs> What's a moof milker, by the way? That was a question that I wanted to turn and well, ask you. Obviously, someone who milks moose. Yeah. I want to know what the fuck a moose is because it can't be something nice. <laughs> if it's up. an insult to call you, I mean, I don't think it's out yet. I could be wrong. Maybe it's in a visual dictionary or something. Uh, so, C3PO's red arm. What the fuck is the purpose of C? It's mentioned once in a line of dialogue where he says, I need to get put my other arm put back on. And then by the end of the movie, he's got his other arm. Like, is the whole purpose of the red arm for him to be like, you may not recognize me because I've got this red arm. You <laughs> know what I mean? Figures. And for Well, yeah. I mean, that's it, the real cynic in me is like, oh, so you can sell me a C-3PO figure that's got a red arm. And yeah, I can be so like, I don't have that it. one because yeah, he's exactly. got a red arm. Because that, I'm, I saw it in Walmart yesterday. I was like, I need that. I need that two-pack with C-3PO and R2-D2 because he's got the red arm. I need that. I don't understand. I know they're doing a one-shot comic that explains why he's got the red arm, but it's not going to really give you – it's not going to mean anything in the movie except for some reason in one Star Wars movie, C-3PO had a red arm for most of his scenes until the end when he's waving – Clear, and they make it real obvious he's waving with that arm like, hey, audience, look, I got my old arm back. I don't get it. I don't get the red arm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird It doesn't choice. really make any sense no, to me. No, it doesn't. I mean, like I said, it's not going to make me hate the movie, but it's an odd choice that has no bearing on the story or character Maybe development. Maybe it's an Easter egg that we don't understand. I mean, like I said, there Maybe is a, it's a salute to like breast cancer awareness. Or well, then be a pink that, arm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, what is Maybe red? Dick cancer. Yeah, okay, there you go. Maybe J.J. Abrams knew someone that got cancer of the head, and not the head on his shoulders, but his dick head. His one eye. We're super phallic today. You know what happens? It happens. It's it happens. a super phallic day. Super phallic day. So super phallic dun, dun, fragilistic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that fucking red arm, man. Confounds me. And it's not something like after the first time I was like, yes, yeah, but now that I think about it more and more, it's just it's just something for them to explain in a spin-off, you know, in a piece of expanded universe content, like a a, a novel. Well, it's going to be a comic, we know that. So, I don't know. I think that comic came out yesterday or today or something, so 
when I go pick up my comics tomorrow, I'll read that issue and I'll report back to you. Yeah, let me know our, how our that fair goes. listeners. I'd like to know if the red arm has relevance. I wonder how long it's going to be <laughs> until we start getting more tie-in material with the new characters. Like, will we ever? I, I'm sure at some point we will get a Finn comic or a Ray comic or a Poe comic, but it almost seems like we wouldn't get that before eight. I don't think we've had enough explained, and there's still too many questions and mysteries out there for them to yeah at give this us point they don't want to spoil yeah the new stuff yeah i think i think that's a good call um i also saw an interesting theory that maybe lore santeca max von sidow's character might show up in rebels or something like that like the younger oh, version that's of cool that'd, that'd be, be kind of cool that would be neat. they could also maybe even throw her uh throw maz Kanata in an episode of there they could i mean she's they got her, her she's been around for a thousand plus years yeah um, I wonder if um, we will see her in the Han Solo anthology movie. You know what I mean? At that same she, watering hole. Yeah. They go back. Anytime you see her, she it'll probably be at that watering hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Han has known her for a while. Obviously, she knows who Han and Chewie are. She's got a total thing about for Chewie. Uh, can you She's imagine? She's got to be in that, that movie. Yeah. Um, maybe, because J.J. Abrams says... That in when they were discussing the characters, they discussed that she had definitely come in contact with Yoda at some point in her life. She reminds me of Yoda, sort of. I like think. A, I mean, I think that's the role, yeah. more or less, that she's supposed to fill. She's, she says she's not a Jedi. Right. She's not. She's like. She's definitely an agent of the light mm-hmm. and force sensitive. Mm-hmm. I think she could have been a Jedi, but Maybe I think she chose, she chose not, not to. to be. I think she chose to be a smuggler or a pirate or whatever it is you know (coughs) maybe because if she had become a jedi she would have had to pick a side right and maybe she just because if she had chosen to be a jedi back in the day she wouldn't have been able to get her freak on with chewy she's a business lady red rocket red rocket chewy red rocket (laughs) You see that little thing on the recorder? That's the chewy noise. That's what that means. That's what that means on there. So I think that'll probably do it for this week. I think that'll we got a good it. good Star Wars. I'm s- fucking stuffed from that. Me too. You I guys want to nap. So you guys want to brag on yourselves real quick about what y'all made for New Year's dinner? Because I literally all I did was smoosh some meat and ingredients. I'll put the picture up on Twitter for anybody yeah. that wants to see it. But uh, none of my food made it into the picture, though. It did on plates. Okay, right. I yeah. got it on plates. I posted a picture of my plate on yeah. Twitter, and your food was on there. Word. So I got a picture of plate plus the table. So I, I'm going to describe all of okay. it. Okay. Tell me what you made. Tell us what you made. Um, I made some cornbread and cabbage rolls that were mm. really good. They were, they were so fantastic. Good. They were mm, pork and good. rice stuffed cabbage rolls. Mm. And Delicious. Had great tomato mm. sauce on top. Mm. Mm. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so good. Buddy? Uh, I made pork dumplings mm-hmm. uh, that I steamed and I made basically smoked salmon and cream cheese toast points. To, uh, cracker rounds yeah. with a little fresh dill on top. It was good. It was very simple. Yeah. Very good. All delicious. delicious. And Miss Bone, what did you whip up? I made some black eyed peas and some collard greens like you're supposed to. It was delicious. Awesome it was well. all good luck food. I, I, is, that a re- is that a South, a Southern thing? I think Eating certain Southern food? thing. Well, those particular things are Southern things. And, I got you. And in it's other different places. In other other places, cultures have things that are like good luck. Good luck. For their yeah, uh, I used to work with somebody who did... Uh, 
kielbasa and kraut. That's what they do. Sauerkraut. Yeah. Oh, it's like a, a German thing, thing huh? Mm-hmm. But Sauerkraut. cabbage is yeah, cabbage. cabbage, greens, black-eyed peas, all pork. of those things. Pork yeah. are all mm-hmm. lucky. My dad always told me that seafood was a English New Year good luck thing. Hmm. So that's why, that's why I, you I did the smoked broke salmon. Out the salmon. I got gotcha. you. I knew that pork and cabbage were so that they're in the pork, right they're in the dumplings. <laughs> Well, before we head out, I would like to remind everybody to uh, check out Stoned Cobra. They're the guys that provide our theme song. You can check them out at stonedcobra.com. Download their fucking album, guys, and tell them we sent you. Do you know how stoked I'll be when I get a text from Steve? Be like, holy shit, someone got our album. They said they got it because of your podcast. Come on, guys. Do me a favor. Just a little favor. Come on, man. But anyway... Um, and like I said, you can get us on Facebook, Twitter, or email us. Send us your questions, guys. We'd love to discuss it. Um, and I would like to thank you ladies for coming on. Thank you. And thank you for cooking such delicious food. Yeah, I'm stuffed. You're welcome. I am going to go pass out on the couch under my warm-ass Star Wars blanket that I got for Christmas. And Dirty Santa. My family, Dirty Santa, I want a Star Wars Christmas blanket. Of course you did. Well, not <laughs> even. It's not a Christmas blanket. Well, no, it's just it's a, a it's just a Star Wars blanket, but it's your Christmas blanket. It is, and I am going to cuddle up that <laughs> under that with my dog Luna and my cat Walter, and I'm going to sleep my ass off dreaming about some Star Wars. <laughs> but anyway, uh, until next week, this has been Star Wars. Uh, well, fuck, I'm <laughs> I'm so fucking thinking about. I'm so excited to get under that blanket. <laughs> uh, this has been Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Jesse McCarty. Miss Bay. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs>